The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to BrumRadio.com and click on Shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. Hi, everybody. Right, I'm just talking to Paul, and he started off straight away with an apology. And I thought, poor Paul, what is it, love? Obviously, for people download this podcast to listen to you, Barbara, and your hilarious mm. hijinks, I'm not too sure mm. if I'm a draw. But in the last one, I completely had to cut myself out of it. You didn't sack me, just to let everyone know. I just had to cut myself out because my microphone did not record. I tried to boost it because it was only picking me up through your microphone, but then it would boost up all the noise and it would be a terrible noise. So I am here. I've been fired. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it was a technical stuff. But we're back, aren't we? And I know we will have to... I know it'll take us a while to get to the heady heights of where we were in the podcast uh, mm. charts, but I'm not bothered because we are pigging back. And for mm. those people saying, where have you been, Barbara? And where's lovely Paul? Well, they would have wondered where you was last time yeah. anyway. It, we're back. And today we're talking to the wonderful Jack Gledo. Now, have you heard of Jack Gledo, Paul? Yes, yes. He's... To me, he's an up-and-comer. Maybe he has opt and come without me pigging <laughs> knowing it. Uh, to me, he's a, re- he's a really lovely lad. He's got a lot of energy and he's very very creative and he really properly loves show business and stuff like that so anyway we'll be talking to him in a bit from one of my very favorite places in the uk oh have you ever been to Hull, paul no apparently my grandma's from Hull before she well she sully must have been a nice woman oh sully Hull. Yeah, <laughs> from Hull to sully Hull. very good well, it's a lovely place and whenever i've done any performing there as soon as my foot has hit the whole railway platform i felt happy People are very, 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 very nice. And they totally deserved a city of culture. If you've not been to Hull, because a lot of people are, because of all the travel restrictions and all that, and that are going out and about in, in this country more, a trip to Hull, you won't go far wrong. People are gorgeous. And there's some nice buildings and art galleries there. Anyway, there's my top tip. So in a bit, we'll talk to the brilliant, the wonderful Jack Gledo. It's like, I don't know, Groundhog Day, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, sat talking to Paul. I'm looking out my window. I can see next door's shed. The weather's beautiful, just like it was in March, April, May. And here we are, what, six months later on in September. I'm waiting to hear from Witty and all that lot about, you know, what's going on. Whatever happens, let's go together and let's just keep it kind and creative. The trouble is... I'm looking around, I think, what can a painter painted everything? The fence doesn't need repainting, Paul. Um, because, yet, so I'm doing smashing. Mm. I, I'll tell you what I've started. I've started cutting back periwinkle. Oh. Now, I'll, if anybody knows about gardening, they'll go, well, good picking, you, you know, good luck, Barbara, cutting back periwinkle. It's been there for 35 years, as far as I know. Uh-huh. Let it be known as the season of the periwinkle pickers. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get rid I'm of periwinkle. Doing, I'm glad you're doing gardening tips. It's the only way to keep my dad involved and in, in, interested. In oh, does your dad stuff. like... Well, your dad yeah. will know about periwinkle. It's he, very, he, very difficult. He would rather you did a Barbara and I spin-off gardening podcast, which you still probably could do. I could do. A lot of people have said it because I've been doing <laughs> yeah. some, you know, Facebook Live. Oh, Barbara, this is better than uh, Titch Marsh himself. <laughs> 
can get oh, Charlie so, in yeah. the car and various other gardeners. Oh, no, I couldn't take home from Charlie. Charlie's <laughs> an unsung heroine. She keeps going and she's never worn a bra. I find her amazing. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> she's not moved with time. She's stuck with who she is. This is me. Take me and leave me. So, in a bit, let's get... So, whatever happens this afternoon or wherever it is, we're going back to daily briefing today. We'll be all right. And I'm thinking of... I'll have to get my other show back on, you know, the lock-in. Before Christmas, yes. we'll have to do that. So look out for that. But I'm glad to be back talking to you, Paul. I don't know what it's yeah. going to be like when the weather's not so good. What well, do you I think, love? That's the one bad thing about. How will house. it be with your Juliet balcony? No, yeah. I say the bad. I say the one bad thing. It's quite a bad thing. But the bad bad thing about the lockdown before was it was wet, nice weather outside. If we look out the window and we go into lockdown again, yeah. and it's snowing. I won't be that bothered. I'll be like, yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're inside. So yeah. Oh, well, should, I see what you mean. We should hibernate in the winter. Yeah. Become better or something. We should hibernate. And yeah. And but I am gonna and I hope everybody listening's gonna do the same. Keep going out walking. Mm. I'm still doing my cold water swimming, Paul. I'm gonna oh, go this afternoon. Mm. I'm gonna try it. I don't know if anybody does I'm calling it cold water swimming because mm. wild swimming mm. Mm, it's not wild. Not me and not me and Vera. We're not wild. <laughs> like I've said before, it's more mild. It's cold water swimming. When I look down at my legs, Paul. Yeah. They look good. No, in the water. And that's to do with no now. Right. I'm looking down and I hope you don't mind we're giving all these details. But you know when you get oh it's not called cholesterol on the top of your legs. What's it called? People don't know, women in particular know. When your legs are all bumpy, it's mm. not called cholesterol. I don't even want to talk about do you? Somebody'll know. Uh, I know I know what you mean as well. It's a sign of I think it's a C word. Mockly. Yeah. What's it called? It is a C word, uh, but we uh, know us. We don't like to use the C word. Anyway, I think we know what we mean. If you know what we mean uh, and you listen to this, just tweet it. Podcast nice. Thank you. You are our little Wikipedia of the world. Mm. It's nearly all gone. That's what I'm trying to like. say to you. I did. Thank you. There you got nice. it. Tis cellulite. Well done. So it does begin with C. So my cellulite, ladies and gentlemen, is nearly all. You probably haven't got no cellulite, have you, Paul? Uh, well, it's been a long lockdown, so I'm developing it. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Blinking, eh? It has been a long lockdown. If yeah. Paul, Mr. Lean, is getting cellulite. Blinking, eh? I'm surprised you knew what cellulite was. <laughs> why do you know what cellulite is? Well, I mean, I've been around women all my life. <laughs> I've been around women. I have known women all my life. Yeah. I'm not stranger to cellulite. <laughs> do fellas not get it? I'm putting that. I, think they, I, know. Do. I think they do. It's just I think they would care less about. It's a more of a thing for women. For yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's true about judgment because I was judging myself, going, "Look at your legs, mm -hmm. Baba, full of pig and cellulite," and yeah, now I'm looking much. down and going, mm, "No cellulite." Yeah, exactly. You're burning it all off. I think it's the cold water. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it does something to the cellulite. Mm. I think it does something to. Anyway, I am telling you, everybody, if you can't go cold water swimming, which everybody can't, I think a bit of a cold shower mm. is also good. Wakens your body up and all that. Anyway, those are my top tips, and Dad will be interested in both of those things. Probably <laughs> cold showers and periwinkle. Not too much to cellulite. Well, he's been around women. I loved it when you like James Bond. I've been around women all my life, Barbara. <laughs> I'm no stranger to the women's relationship with cellulite. Cold showers do raise the heart rate, which burns more fat or something yeah. in your body. So. That's what's going on. It's all to do with keep, keep it cold. Okay, let's see if that lovely Jack Gledos there in Hull. Mm. 
Hiya, how have you been? I'm alright, yeah. Um, I'm tired, even though it's half past twelve. Like, I'm, I, I get to sleep in a lot, which is quite good, isn't it? You don't have an excuse, do you? You don't have to... When you won't go any work, you can just sleep all day. <laughs> so when's the last time you did a, you did a live jig, love? Oh, well, I did one about three weeks ago, which right. was, like, first time, like, out of the trenches. It was proper weird like <laughs> and like yeah and i it was in a it was in a pub in uh where was it stockton and i it didn't have a green room so i had to get changed in like the middle of the pub where people were having the meals and that and then someone just said you do know there's a toilet i was like oh yeah but it's not i'd rather i'd rather ruin someone's steak and kidney pie watching me put my braces on than like try and <laughs> do it in the middle of a toilet so yeah also it's not nice getting changed in a toilet is there no like what, what like i know i know in comedy you perform not very glamorous venues but i'm not getting to the level where you know what i'm going to squeeze myself into a toilet cubicle plus i think that's more weird if someone walked in and yeah on the toilet and you were getting changed that's more odd than doing it in the middle of a pub don't you think i suppose so but i have got changed in loads of toilets i can tell you and then i go in because you know I get changed, you go on stage, you go in as one woman, come out as another, and people go, no, oh, I've seen you on the poster. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Batman. <laughs> oh, it's nice talking to you, Jack. Oh, it's yeah, it's lovely. I'm trying, sorry, I'm trying to wake myself up. I've got, I've got a coke, so I'm, I'm trying to get more energy. All right, love. What time did you get out of bed? Well, I'll be honest, I went to bed, I've started going to bed, like, getting sleep like half past eight at night which i think that i must be like an 80 year old man <laughs> i've seen that as well go on and then i'm waking up at about three in the morning so i'm waking up at three and then i'm wide awake for like a few hours so i'm, <laughs> I'm doing stuff so I'm, I'm like up i'm up till like six in the morning like off me tits and then and then i'm tired for the rest of the day so it's a it's a weird system i've got which right. means I'm, I'm tired now at quarter to one. So I, I think I just need to force myself to, when I, when I go to bed, maybe maybe not go to, go to bed so early. Maybe that's the problem here. I think it's very interesting because I'm going to bed early and all. And I think we're all finding our natural way of when we want to go to sleep. Huh? And if anybody's listening to this podcast, well, no, you're pigging out. And you've, got, you've found that you've got weird, you know, going to bed times. Let us know. I'm interested, because you in the Victorian times, you know, Jack. They used to wake up after four hours, have a bit of a party, and then go back to bed. Really? Yeah. Why? You look into it, love. Why? Because it's more natural just to sleep in bits. So you're going out to bed at half past eight, and what time are you waking up at? Well, back to the Victorian thing. What sort of party were they having back then? It can't have been that good. They used to sit <laughs> It's a shit at the bottom of a garden, so it can't have been that, that exciting. Well, I think it was all right. I think all middle of the night parties. Middle of the night party. Yeah, I might start doing that then. I'll, if I wake up at three, because usually what I do, I wake up at three, I listen to a podcast, and then, uh, like, I could I could be using that time to do something productive and interesting, maybe learn a new language, but instead I just scroll through Facebook looking at people that I don't like. So I know, that's what everybody's doing. But it's it's nice to be waking up in the middle of the night. And remember, you're not on your own, Jack. There's no, loads of people. I, and I like it because I get to 
hear all the birds outside. Like yeah. Like I hear all these weird birds I never knew existed. Um, when I say birds, I mean actual birds. A lot of people in all when they say birds, they mean women, which is a very derogatory term. Uh, <laughs> I mean actual uh, birds buzzing. Had you? Would you mind just giving us some impersonations of the kind of birds you've been hearing and see if anybody can recognise them? Give us a sound that you've heard midnight. Well, Me, one, not in midnight, but midnight. Mid, what? Mid, there's one called Colin. Uh, it comes in. It comes in about <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> like it's 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 a weird. Like, is he all right? Is he need a throat sweet? Is it? <laughs> it doesn't sound like a normal right. bird. Right, Colin. And then there's the the tweet tweeters. Like, tweet tweet tweet. They, 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 they always seem like they're having like a nice polite argument. You know, like. When parents argue in front of the kids, that's what tweet tweeting birds sound like to me. They're like they're trying to keep it calm <laughs> for everybody else. That's good. So these have been your friends, haven't they? The birds. I've I've just realised that. Yeah, I've just realised in that moment that my my best friends during lockdown have been birds outside. That I can hear. How sad's that? It's all right. It's good. It's good because you found out you've not been on your own. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you feeling about it all, though, love? It seems to be coming back again. Are you in Hull at the moment? Yes, I'm in sunny Hull. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, it's, I don't, you know, you, it goes through peaks and troughs, doesn't it? You have some really good weeks where you feel positive and everything's going lovely, and then you just have some weeks where you're like, ah, I'm just going to watch films. <laughs> and know what that. you mean. But it, it is, it's good, because I think it's nice for everyone to have a pause on everything and kind of reassess but it's just the the thing is 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 that it's that constant anxiety i guess of what's it when is it going to be the end and what's it going to be like then like you can't you kind of do live in the now of it but then most of the time you just like right okay i want to know what when the end the end is so like so you, so you can have something to look forward to i guess but like we we were all looking forward to Christmas, weren't we? And now this new thing might be coming in today, so we don't know where that is. So picking up then. I think it's interesting what you said. We're all living in the now, but we could do with a bit of when. Yeah, yeah. It, it really. I, don't, I know that's. I know that's impossible, really, because they they can't just go right. We'll get rid of it by. Well, see the farce they had with Brexit. So if they can't do that Brexit, which is a done thing. They're not going to be able to do it with a virus that doesn't have a life of its, have life of its own, doesn't it? So it has got a life of its own. It's a lovely expression. Leave that virus alone. It's got its life of its own. It's entitled <laughs> like everybody. There's going to be people with banners saying that that virus has got rights. Let it stay out after right. ten. That's yeah. it. Let it mingle. <laughs> what a funny word when they said we could mingle. I was thinking of gallivanting. <laughs> Dawdling. Any other words that mingle makes you think of? <laughs> oh, oh, it is when they say that when you, you can't see anybody else apart from your family. Now, I love my family, but I tell you what, six months is a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You, you, you do see a lot of them, and I think that's what's causing trouble a little bit. People thinking, oh, it was all right for a bit, but, but we're going back again to doing all that. I think I think it'll be different this time because I, I think I think there will be people that break the rules more, um, and 
I, I'm not a rule breaker, but I do like it when someone breaks the rules in like inventive ways. I saw someone the other day, they had a house party, but they made everyone dress as police officers so that when everyone came to the house, if, if people looked, looked out the window to report them, it just looked, looked like a load of police officers were, were there. I think that's genius, isn't it? Mm. And my, uh, one of my friends, one of my younger friends had a party and they all got dressed up as, all wear sporting bibs to look like it was a sporting event. It's <laughs> things like that. But what about the grouse shooters? They're allowed to meet. What do you think about that? Are they? Mm. I didn't know that. I'm, a, I'm sorry, I'm breaking the news to you, love. If you're shooting birds, you can meet up, up to 30 of you. So you're telling me? They're allowing to kill all of my friends. All the friends are made. They're going to come and kill them now. It's I'm a gonna... terrible story put like that. I'm going to I'm going to be in bed tonight. Oh, here's Colin. Where is he? Colin? Colin? Shot him dead this afternoon. <laughs> That's right. Shot dead by 30 people. <laughs> it's awful, Stu. I'm sorry to have told you that, and I wish I could take it back, but you know now. Oh, but yeah. Well, you could just pretend it was a joke. But... All right, then. <laughs> I'll say that. I'll say, some say, or oh, did you hear the one about the 30 grouse shooters killing a bird called Colin? <laughs> <laughs> it's good laughing. Have you missed laughing? Have you been laughing? Yeah, I have. I have missed. I, I, I mean, it was my birthday weekend, last weekend just gone, and I just said, I'm going to just watch some funny films, I'm just going to have a nice weekend, see some of my friends, um, and yeah, I think having a laugh is one of the best what i do miss the most is i think one of the funniest parts of doing comedy is when you're in a green room with other comedians i think that's one of the funnest silliest parts because you, you're just being daft stuff stuff the audience won't get and yeah i think that's one of the things i really miss is being in a room full of comedians just making each other laugh i've been missing that backstage stuff i, I saw a film the other day and it was all about theatres just loved everybody standing behind. I know we don't get a curtain much in our line of business, but standing behind, I've got a bloody changing room in the toilet. <laughs> but be standing backstage, being backstage. And do you remember when, I won't mention where it was, but we was in that room, weren't we? We was <laughs> in that little room where we first met. We yeah, were both yeah. terrified because it was a very rag, a noisy audience. You get dressed up and I get dressed up <laughs> and we knew they wouldn't like us. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. And we was in it was in that cupboard, and we, it was like never never would anyone go. Do you know what? I think I was safer in that cupboard where, where there was a toilet overflowing, get me back in there. But we was. That's we? right. We didn't want to go out, did we? Oh. I was going. They won't like me, and they were going. They won't like me either. <laughs> I think, and then we both escaped out out the back door, didn't we? Afterwards, yeah. we ran off. It was all right in the end. Yeah, I think. I, I miss them type of gigs as well because I think sometimes you get too much in your head at stuff like that. You think, oh, they're not going to like me. But at the end of the day, you think, well, it don't matter. If they don't like you, just just enjoy it for what it is. And if you get that in your head, you can enjoy like tough gigs and horrible gigs sometimes. Sometimes my favourite gigs are ones where I'm not necessarily going down that well because you think, right, I'm not going to let you win here. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. And then, and then... Sometimes when that happens, if you make you enjoy it, then they'll end up enjoying it as well. Because it's all about confidence. It's a confidence trick, isn't it? So if, if you bring them onto your wavelength, you can have fun. Oh, sometimes you're just like, God, this isn't... I, I've started... I, when I when I started coming back to gigs a couple of weeks ago, 
I've started having like mental breakdowns on on stage, like just being honest <laughs> with the audience. Like some of my music cues have gone wrong, and that, and I've just I've just said what I was thinking, and they turned out to be the funniest bits. But I'm, I've been telling the I'm not telling you a joke here. I'm angry, and and then they'd all be laughing at me having a mental breakdown. So maybe maybe that's the skill to comedy is just go on and have a mental breakdown, and everyone laughs. I think what the, I think what the trick is what you've been saying there is you're being honest and I like it you said I'm not telling you joke I'm angry and they laugh even more do they laugh yeah. even more yeah yeah <laughs> how uh, funny but we learn all the time don't you think so you've learned something from that 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 people really like you telling them when stuff's going wrong they love it so you you'll put that in the in the app now won't you. Yeah, I find it weird. You don't really realise how much you learn until, like, I saw a clip recently of a gig from about six years ago, and I couldn't believe how how much the change was. Even from a year ago, you see a clip from a year ago, you, you see how much you've changed, and it, it's weird because it's just a constant thing. Because you usually gig three or four times a week, you don't really notice because it becomes like a, a muscle, doesn't it? So then when you look back and see like the improvement you've made, it is quite shocking. And I think coming out of lockdown, I, I, I think my style might continue to change. And I think it takes years to properly find your voice and that. And I still don't think I've properly found it and stuff. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to a constant and like seeing seeing where it all takes me really that's very interesting what you're talking about about coming out because in a way it's a chance for us to develop in it because doing three or four gigs all the time a week like you're saying it, you are great we are gradually changing being changed by laughter it puts you in different positions doesn't it but then this big enforce rest and we come back i think a lot of people may come back very differently i think it's very interesting artistically yeah and i think it's because cause i was saying to someone the other week i said it's hard knowing because I, I can't do some of my own material where i used to get people out the audience and stuff because i can't i can't it'd be too much hassle to say put a mask on let me take your temperature right now let's <laughs> so i've had to like adapt some of my old jokes to make Room and I, I said to someone, it, it, your old stuff is going to be a bit raggedy anyway because you've not done it in that long. So you might as well intercept that with new stuff because it's all going to be raw and fresh. And the audience are more understanding now. And um, but what I have enjoyed is comedians coming on stage saying, "Oh, I've not gigged in six months. Like that's an excuse to be rubbish." Like. <laughs> If, if any other job, if you walked into the doctor's and he said, oh, I've not, I've not done this surgery in six months, you'd, you'd, you'd <laughs> bloody hell, you'd get me out of the chair. <laughs> I agree with that. And it's not an excuse to be a rubbish, is it? It's, it's a reason and an opportunity to be fresh, which is what you're saying, isn't it? That we can get on with something and be fresh again. So, yeah, brilliant. Have a wash as well. Wash your hands yeah. before you go on. Have you have you have you brought your own mic? Because I brought I bought a mic because people were saying yeah. you bring your own mics to gigs. And then the first one I did back, I didn't I forgot to take it and I had to use the venue's mic. I was like, oh, if I get COVID from a microphone, like imagine getting coronavirus from the thing you love to do as a job. And 
Yeah, I agree with you. But you see, because I bought a mic and all then forgot to take it. I think everybody must be blinking doing that. I've got, and it was so expensive as well. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. 90 quid, I think it was. I thought, I'll get a mic. I nearly, I nearly bought one of them old, do you know these, the old school silver ones? Because that, yeah. was, that was like 20 quid more. And I was like, I'd love to be the only one turning up with that. Like everyone else, I've got the little hand mics and then there's me. Actually, no, I, I've got this mic, I've got a set. Here's me, here's me, here's Colin on piano, my bed. Like, bring up a full full stage setup. I think, actually, I might do that instead of. I know, good. <laughs> what I love about what you do is you do, you are very interested in show business, like I am and all. So, thinking about all these different things you can do, because. Both of us, I think we're both one of the reasons going, they might not like us, is because what we like is doing a bit more show busy. So we're not traditional stand up in a way, are we, love? We're interested in the bigger, bigger performance picture. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I think I, I've, I come from two schools. I love, I love stand up and I, I'd love to be able to just stand on stage and do stand up. But then on the opposite side, I love, I love putting on a show and it being a spectacle that things remember. That's why. I'm run, planning on running this new night in Hull, um, which I've got you coming down for. Um, Smashing. Which, which is, it's going to be like a, a chat show type thing with me doing like topical material, maybe some, I'm maybe going to have a live band, which I'm sorting out at the minute, and going to have some of my favourite acts are coming on, and then they do a set, and then I interview them afterwards, play some games, just to make it different to a normal night. I think, especially now, people are more, open-minded to come into stuff like that because they're like oh this this might be interesting this might be something a bit fun um so I, I think yeah just doing something rather than here's your next act i think here's your next act but after they've done a set they're going to play bingo or just something silly just stupid stuff yeah absolutely brilliant making a big night out for people and i i agree with you that what's been going on is people's minds have been opened I think people are sort of appreciating live entertainment a bit better. And certainly the, the one the gigs that I've done, comedy ones, people have just been really nice. The idea of somebody saying, get off your shit, well, that's not going to, never happened to us anyway, did it? But it's not going to happen because people are just great. They've come out because they want to see something happening. I think there's more of a, a nicer relationship. It's not so kind of gladiatorial between you and the audience. That's why I, and I never like that kind of setup anyway. So I think there's an opportunity for lovely things to happen. I think, well, I hope that it could get back to the um, working men's club days where there's like little local pop-ups and could do a few gigs in one night where it's like old school pubs and I, I love all those, like wheel tappers and shunters clubs and all that. I think if stuff like that could come back, because it's all about supporting your local pubs and that now, isn't it? So if we can instill that into people, like go to your local pub, if it's got a good stage venue and that, we'll put a good night on. And I think that that's the way where you can kind of save like live entertainment and live venues as well by just focusing on local pubs and local venues. And if people get that into their heads, maybe that's what we can do to save them. I couldn't agree more. And I love this idea of keeping it local because, I mean, I've seen you, I remember seeing you outside Piccadilly Station, you was going one way looking knackered, I was going the other way looking knackered, you said, you know, saying, how are you knackered, I've been travelling. It'd be lovely not to have to, it's nice going around, but it'd be nice to do work locally as well, wouldn't it, your own local club for your own people. I think that'd be a nice idea. A lot of good things could come out of this. 
Yeah, and I think I, I think if every comic kind of had their own area, and that, I mean that I think like back in the eighties, um, nineties, Frank Skinner in Birmingham had his own club, didn't yeah. he? And that's where he kind of um, came through. And I think that's that that with this night, I'm sorry, I'd I'd love to do it every week really, and just make it make it something a bit special, pump all my energy and money into that. And as long as I can get a decent wage from that, focus on that, and then every other gig's a bonus sort of thing that you get. Because there's that many people now vying for gigs all over the country. Like, whereas before, I mean, before this, my diary was full and it was lovely and it was exciting. Now it's got to the point where everyone's free. So promoters are literally getting 10,000 emails, so they're just going to go, right, we'll get them in, we'll get them in. So then you're like, well, right, I'm, I should, should put my own stuff on then, and that's, because it's fight or flight, isn't it, really? You've got to go, right, well, let's get back to work somehow. Yeah, and I like this fight, I like all this bird stuff. You've learnt a lot from Colin. <laughs> fight or flight. You might, you might have thought that they were... Nothing going on in those early conversations. But in fact, Colin was giving you show business tips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you should think about I like to see what he said. Am I bird, Colin? I'm piano. <laughs> <laughs> what I've always loved talking to you about is because we've come up with ideas together and it's it's absolutely lovely. Are you typing now? Yeah, I was, I was writing my bad calling on piano. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, this will save Paul a job from having to get rid of the noises. <laughs> What's been happening is, when we've been coming up with a good idea, he's writing it down. Art is happening in your very logos. <laughs> I, I like the way I typed it then, when I am so in front of a pen and paper. That just shows <laughs> society today, doesn't it? I've looked at the pen and paper and gone, nah, I can write it quicker on a on typewriter. Yeah, but it's good we're making up our own ideas, and honestly, I'm I'm going to say to out here now, Jack, I absolutely pig in love talking to you, and I can't wait to see you at the jig, and let's keep coming up with ideas. Yeah, I love definitely. That. Thanks for talking to me, it's been lovely, and uh, love to everybody that's listening to this, and uh, love to you. Oh, Jack, what, tell us about your jig before you go now, where's it going to be? It's going to be in Hull. It's going to be in Hull, for now. It, we're going to conquer the world, Barbara. We're going to be in every town in the UK at one point. That's the plan. We're going to take it everywhere. Um, but for now, it's it's in Hull. It's called Jack's Night Out. Uh, hopefully, going to try and film it and put it on YouTube as well. Um, but it's sold out, the first one. The one you are doing is going to be on sale soon, so people can uh, buy tickets for that. And, yeah, anything else, you can follow me on the internet. Uh, you can add me on WhatsApp. You can give me a ring. Uh, you can come round to my house if you want. Or if, if, if you can fly, um, come out my window at 3 a.m. <laughs> and uh, we'll have a chat then. <laughs> All right, love. Take care, cock. Ta-ra, cock, you birds. Bird talk again. <laughs> Bye-bye, cock. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Oh, it was very, very interesting talking to him. Did you enjoy that, Paul? Yeah, yeah, it's a very funny chap. Interesting as well. He's a chap, he's all right. Cellulite chap, C words. <laughs> he, he, what he is to me is a good old fashioned performer, entertainer, show businessman, mm. you know, front cloth lad, <laughs> lovely, smashing lad. And he will be doing all these exciting stuff. And I'm glad that I'm going to be doing a jig. Let's hope it's not cancelled. Let's hope. Mm. I hope this copy of Costco's out today. I was able to get it sorted out, yeah. 
but we'll just have to see what happens uh, with the news and all that. Well, we'll be here in the podcast for you, whatever happens. Well, yeah, we're back now, but we're going weekly. It was too much before, mm. actually. Honestly, honestly, it was every day we was doing it. It was good. We worked hard, and it was nice for people to know that, but we can't possibly keep up that level. So we're going once a week, but it's very nice to be reaching out to your logos and we'll be here once a week till, till you don't want us no more. <laughs> That's what we're doing. All right, then. Are you, what will you do the rest of the... Oh, you're doing all this work. You could, it works yeah. hard on this podcast now, don't you, love? Yeah, I'll be s sitting by the Juliet balcony, editing away. All Not right, the good love. old days. Yeah, nice. We're bringing back the good old. And I'm looking out the garden thinking, I know it was only repainted six months ago, that fence, but I'm giving it a fourth coat. Look after yourselves. Keep busy. Keep safe. Keep pigging, laughing. That's the important thing. And if you want to gallivant or swan, swan around, gallivant about. Yeah. Just don't mingle. No mingling. All right. Waltz. Yeah, waltz. Waltz. Don't, where are you waltzing off to? <laughs> That's a nice phrase. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> and I saw those words. They come well cinema. Time of night do you call this? Said said Colin the bird to Jack Gledo. Okay. See ya. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.